Welcome to the first episode of the National Pulse podcast. I'm Raheem Kassam, editor-in-chief of thenationalpulse.com, coming to you from Capitol Hill. Yes, that's right. We don't have to go to downtown Washington, D.C. to do our broadcast anymore. And I'll get into the details on why we won't be broadcasting with Real America's Voice in that 3 p.m. slot every day from now on. We will be on podcast to start with. We're going to be adding cameras and doing video live here from Capitol Hill in due course. But I don't want you to worry. There's no big falling out. We have a difference in the idea of how we want to do the show, produce the show, and how much time, specifically the difference coming from our end here at the National Pulse, a difference in time commitment to how that show gets pulled together. Of course, for the audience that already knows me and knows my broadcasts and knows what we do every day and knows what the website is, that's thenationalpulse.com, you know we are all about real news and investigations. And real news and investigations takes an awful lot of time. And when you're commuting across the city and putting together a show and booking guests and pulling clips and all of that, actually was taking away a lot from what we can do on the website. As you know, we're a very small team over here at the National Pulse, and we like it that way, quite frankly. I I do not have any aspirations. I want you to know this as the audience. I do not have any aspirations uh, to buy a big building on Capitol Hill like some conservative organizations do. I have no aspirations uh, to have a million-dollar sponsorship deal with Facebook, for instance. So we like to keep it lean. We like to keep it uh, efficient, and we just were not using the best of our time by doing the broadcast in the way that we did with Real America's Voice. I will still be on Real America's Voice on the War Room every day. Probably now this enables me actually to do the afternoon shows. One of the reasons you'd rarely ever see me on those 5pm broadcasts is because it was just impossible to get out of the studio across town at 4 o'clock, race across town, get up to speed with the news, everything else that's been going on in the previous couple of hours, and still appear on the 5pm show. So... This allows me more latitude in that regard as well. And I want to thank the uh, senior producer at The War Room, Dan Fluitt, for actually helping me put this system together to do this podcast live from Capitol Hill today. All the fancy equipment, the recording and the mixer boards and the mic shields and the mic itself and, and everything else. And I'll tell you a funny thing here before we kick off into the signal, not the noise, because I am, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, for our first podcast, a little bit of noise here. But I started this recording. In fact, I've done this twice now. So the first time I started this recording for the podcast, and I'll I'll talk to you a little bit about podcasts as well and and, and how you can help spread the news. But I started hearing this like whirring underneath the the audio in my headphones. And I slammed the off button on the recorder. and, And I started walking around the room trying to figure out what is making a whirring sound. It was two things if you can believe it. Number one, the printer was spooling incessantly for no reason. So I went over and yanked the cable out the printer. Don't know what it was. I haven't tried to print anything to that printer in about three months. And then secondly, I realized that there is a there is a fridge in the room. Now, I, I knew there was a fridge in the room, but uh, there's a fridge in the room that is awfully loud when you need it to not be loud. And I'm, I'm sure at some point in time, it will... You know how those, the old fridges, they kick on and out of nowhere, they start just going... People who know fridges better than I do will be like, of course, that's the that's the phalange in there. It's cooling the whatever. It started just kicking in really hard as soon as I started, uh, started recording. And then the second time I recorded, get this, you'll love this, okay? I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> so I did, I did about 10 minutes 
in my broadcast voice, in my broadcast, uh, when I sit here, I like to gesticulate as well. Imagine me gesticulating, just like when you see me on television. And uh, after 10 minutes, I realized it's uh, the, the uh, recorder wasn't on. So that's a little, uh, that was lovely. It was brilliant. Um, on that second recording that I did do, and it was, it was brilliant. It was way better than that. You just got to imagine. Um, I did talk a little bit about podcasts as a platform and what I need you to do as the National Pulse audience. I know you are an engaged audience. I know if you're just hearing this and if you're just hearing our broadcast for the first time, thank you and welcome. Uh, by the way, welcome to one of the most active audiences in America, nay the world. Um, and I want to I want to get this uh, out of the way very quickly. Podcasts, people think podcasts might go up given how many downloads they have or how many clicks they have to the podcast. It's not true. Podcast ranking system works on subscriptions. So if you subscribe, and it's all free, uh, you can just get onto your podcast platform. And if you subscribe, it actually helps push the podcast higher, i.e. new audience is what is prioritized in the algorithm that creates the charts. So if you can do that for us now, I would be very, very, very appreciative and humbled by it. The URL where this is going to sit is thenationalpulse.com forward slash podcast. But of course, you can search The National Pulse in your podcast app. And that is the best way to do this. So whether you're using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Luminary, whatever it is, it would be really, really helpful. And it will help this reach more people. And we do really want to reach more and more and more and more people. I mean, we are in the high hundreds of thousands every day on a broadcast right now. We want to be in the millions and millions going forward. The site traffic this month to the nationalpulse.com is insane. I think we're about to pass nearly 16 million visitors on the month. The number of people leaving their email addresses, signing up for our social media. We're on Gab. We're on Telegram. It's t.me forward slash nationalpulse on Telegram. It's gab.com. Uh, forward slash, I think it's just Raheem, R-A-H-E-E-M there. And just before we get to the news here today, because I do want to bring you a news show as well as just introducing you to the podcast, I want to make sure that you are following across all the different platforms because, of course, at any given time, we can be booted off one. I will personally try, I will, to upload this to all of my different things. Uh, We'll do... YouTube and SoundCloud and all of that. But again, as I say, the best thing you can do is make sure you have a podcast app of some sort and subscribe and make sure that every day you go in and refresh and we'll be putting out a show every single day. Maybe not Saturdays, but that's about it. I do want to I do want to add the day of Sunday to our show routine and rotation. So let's get into the news that you're not hearing anywhere else at the moment. The nationalpulse.com prides itself on doing real news and investigations. The signal, not the noise, and going away, cutting against the grain of what the national and international corporate media wants us to talk about. No, instead, we will talk about the things that we think are important, and I know they're important to you. So let's get going. The lead story, as I speak to you, it will change by the time probably this goes out, but the lead story as I speak to you on thenationalpulse.com is Janet Yellen's ethics agreement is barely a year, uh, sorry, barely a month old, a month, barely a year old would have been bad enough, barely a month old, and she's already breached it. Why is this important? Of course, the biggest story in the international news all across the United States of America and the world over the last week has been the GameStop and short-selling uh, fiasco that you've seen taking place uh, on Wall Street, and of course, not on Wall Street, which is the point of this thing, right? It's taking place all around the world, ordinary people, retail traders as they call them, or now I suppose they call them 
white nationalist supremacist extremist stock market insurrectionists right that's the new that's that's how you know anything that doesn't go the way of the establishment now is white nationalist extremist insurrectionist okay so the white nationalist extremist insurrectionist bought some stocks <laughs> that's that's what we're we're being told to believe when re in reality ordinary people ordinary people uh, plowed into a company that they really liked, GameStop. They were sick and tired of the market trying to short against GameStop, especially these big companies like uh, Citadel. Citadel, the ones that are underwriting Melvin Capital's big, big attempt to short sell the GameStop stock and make themselves billions of dollars along the way. And ordinary people, many people who have fond memories of GameStop as a company said, hold on a minute, you can't, you can't force the price of a company down just because you want to make some money off it. This is a good company. These guys do, do real work. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I worked at Game, which is the British equivalent of GameStop. It started off as electronics boutique. I know you had that here as well. And then they deviated. They went off in a different uh, direction. And it became Game. Game sold video games, accessories, consoles, everything you can imagine. GameStop sells as well. Secondhand, you know, pre-owned stuff, all of that. I worked there. Gosh, I'm going to forget the years now, but it was, I think I was 16, 17 years old until I was 20 years old. So maybe maybe three to four years working at Game. It's It was genuinely hard work at times. It was genuinely fun at times as well. Um, and, and, and these... Short sellers want to come along and basically undermine the company and, and, and show the company to be worth less so that they can make some money. Now, you will argue, and you are very well within your rights to argue, that GameStop isn't worth whatever the 300, 340 price that, uh, that it currently is at, thanks to the retail purchasers. But again, that is supposed to be for the market to decide. And this was the market deciding deciding that actually we like GameStop as a company and actually we don't like people trying to short the stock and actually we are going to plow in and we're going to prop the price up and all of this stuff. And you might say, oh, that's market manipulation. It's no more market manipulation than what the other side was doing in all of this. Now, look, most of you will probably be aware of this. I don't need to go into excruciating detail on that. But what I do want to go into excruciating detail on, and it is excruciating. I was going to say, I hope it isn't too excruciating for you, but it actually is excruciating, ladies and gentlemen. It's excruciating to read the hypocrisy. It's excruciating to read how quickly, how fast the rules are being thrown out for the Biden regime themselves. Janet Yellen was the recently confirmed Treasury Secretary. In fact, we heard from Orange woman bad at her job, a.k.a. Jen Psaki, the press secretary of the Biden regime. We heard how proud she was that Janet Yellen was recently confirmed as the first female U.S. Treasury Secretary. Okay. All right. So she was confirmed. And in run-up to her confirmation, she signed an ethics agreement. She signed an ethics agreement because Janet Yellen has done so much work with so many of these firms on Wall Street, so many financial firms, so many firms all around the world that actually... It helps to have in writing, hey, look, when this comes up, I'm not going to be a part of it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to uh, uh, you, you know, corrupt the market and corrupt the government and all that. Really laudable, right, for Janet Yellen to sign the ethics agreement. But, but, I actually learned that from, uh, from, from is, is Bill Burr, who does the podcast. When he, when he goes screaming, he actually goes away from the mic. He goes, but. And you have to wait for him to come back. Janet Yellen has broken her ethics agreement already. 
And the establishment media, from what I know, the big corporate media is not bothering to cover this. Okay, Ken Vogel at the New York Times, you did a nice tweet about it, but where are the front page splashes? Why aren't you marching into your editor's office right now and saying, hey, if this was somebody in the Trump administration, you betcha it would be on the front page. It would be the front page of the Wall Street Journal. It would be the front page of the New York Times. It would be the front page of the Washington Post. It would be the front page of, of even right-wing organizations, entities, papers, right? It would be. It would be because it's a big deal. Let's get into it. The agreement that I have in front of me here from Janet Yellen, addressed to the U.S. Treasury's ethics official, Brian Sondland, states, The purpose of this letter is to describe the steps that I will take to avoid any actual or apparent conflict of interest in the event that I am confirmed for the position of Secretary Department of the Treasury. It is my responsibility to understand and comply with the commitments outlined in this agreement. But Janet Yellen has not understood or complied with the commitments outlined in the agreement. In fact, I want to read that first sentence to you again. It says, To describe the steps that I will take to avoid any actual or apparent conflict of interest. Okay? Actual or apparent. Keep that in mind. Actual or apparent. Now, remember, Yellen, 74 years old, described as b- described by Press Secretary Jen Psaki as monitoring the situation around GameStop. Remember, she got asked that question a couple of days ago. Hey, what's, uh, what's the uh, regime doing? They said administration. I don't say administration. I say regime. What's the regime doing? Well, I'm also happy to repeat that we have the first female Treasury Secretary and a team that's surrounding her. And often, questions about market will send to them. But our team is, of course, our economic team, including Secretary Yellen and others, are monitoring the situation. So she's monitoring the situation. And I know there was a lot of people out there making fun of the fact that Janet Yellen was monitoring the situation. But let's take her at face value here. She's monitoring the situation. She is involved with the situation. Monitoring the situation as the Treasury Secretary means you are involved in that. The economic team and the Treasury Secretary monitoring the situation means they are involved in the situation. She is watching. She is ta- as in her role. She is going to be taking decisions. She is preparing for those decisions. She's probably got a lot of paperwork around this. Probably had a lot of phone calls, maybe a lot of emails. And I think the American public should be allowed to see all of those post-haste, by the way. But Yellen, as you probably know, took quite a lot of money, quite a lot of money indeed, from some of these firms that are now implicated in all of this. And the big one, of course, is Citadel. Citadel, this big hedge fund, they say it's a Republican-owned hedge fund. Well, it's about as Republican-owned as Lindsey Graham's brain, which is not very much which is you always do the worst by Republicans at any given juncture. Citadel, Ken Griffin, Citadel, the owner. Yeah, okay, he's given to Republicans, in inverted commas. I suppose this is one of the problems with not having a camera on me right now. You can't see me doing the air quotes, the scare quotes. Um, Griffin gives to Romney, Rubio... Nikki Haley and Kevin McCarthy and you know just milk toast 
rhinos, you know? That's the Republican that they're talking about when they say Citadel's Republican. Okay, so, but just bear that in mind. It's not super important. Just a little bit of context for you. Section 6. Let me, let me just clarify here. So, Citadel paid Yellen nearly a million dollars. Nearly a million dollars. Recently, by the way, for speeches. And Section 6 of the Ethics Agreement that Yellen signed says she must receive a written authorization to participate personally and substantially in any particular matter involving parties such as Citadel. Saki, remember, insists that Yellen is already dealing with the matter. She's monitoring the situation. Monitoring the situation, as, as tepid a term as that is, as woolly as she was trying to sound, uh, monitoring the situation does fall under the description of actual or apparent conflict of interest. And Section 7 of Yellen's Ethics Agreement says, quote, with regard to each of those entities, I will not participate personally and substantially in any particular matter that, to my knowledge, has a direct and predictable effect on the financial interests of the entity until I have divested it, until unless I first obtain a written waiver pursuant to USC Section 208B1 or qualify for a regulatory exemption pursuant to 18 U.S. Code 208B2. I have verified that I will be able to carry out the divestitures within the time frame described as above. So you can see from Section 6 and Section 7 of this agreement that the, what it means in terms of good faith, right? What she's agreeing to here. She is agreeing that any companies that she's had dealings with, any she's invested in, any she's taken money from, very large sums of money from, that if they come up in cases in her role as Treasury Secretary, that she will not be part of those, or that she will receive a written waiver or exemption that shows she can be. So has she? And if not, why is she dealing with this situation? Why is she monitoring this situation? Why hasn't she recused herself yet? Janet Yellen, the truth is Janet Yellen is compromised here. She is massively compromised here. There can be no doubt. If I took, if I took a million dollars from a firm for you guys, right? If I took a million dollars and I started putting up news on my website that, 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 that had anything to do with that firm, would you not call that a conflict of interest if I didn't declare it? it would you not, if I didn't have on every single article, hey, by the way, you know, I took money from this, so, you know, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. But this is the Treasury Secretary we're talking about. So you can't put a disclaimer on a policy action. Because guess what? That policy action actually affects people. It impacts people. You can't put a you can't put an asterisk on someone's life. Say, sorry, but Janet Yellen had a financial interest. That's why your 401k sucks. But that's exactly what's happening. And if it were me, if it were you, if it were anybody else, you would have had to recuse yourself or even resign, quite frankly, by this point in time. Given how large this thing is going to be, believe me, this thing is going to metastasize. GameStop isn't the only stock out there that these that these hedge funds are going after in terms of short selling. And GameStop isn't the only firm out there that's going to benefit, <laughs> benefit from ordinary people coming along and trying to help against the market manipulation by the short sellers. 
So this isn't going anywhere. And Janet Yellen has already shown that she's actually compromised. And Citadel is no small firm, right? You can't just say, oh, well, it's Citadel this time. It's not going to be a different. It's not going to be Citadel next time. And therefore, she, she could just stay around. You don't know that. Citadel's massive. It could well be Citadel again. It will definitely be involve Robinhood again, this app that people have been using to trade, this app that stopped people from trading more than, I think, two stocks. They, firstly, they, in the first instance, they shut everyone down. You can't do anything. Believe me, it irks me as well. For people like me who weren't interested in those stocks but were trying to do other things in the market with other things that we've held for a very long time and couldn't do it, we should be part of those class action lawsuits that you're seeing now as well. I kid you not when I say this, by the way. What they did, what happened to all the apps when they stopped trading that first morning after the the real push for GME, for GameStop, it cost me $10,000. It did. Not anything to do with any of this stuff. Just because I couldn't access my account at a time when I knew I had wanted to access my account. For a long time, I had known I would wanted to access my account on that day, on that morning, and make a trade. But it didn't. It didn't happen. I, I wasn't allowed to. So, so should I be part of that case? I think so. I think so, and I think a lot of people out there will be as well. This is very clear. What's going on here? Again, this isn't a month. Within a month of her becoming the Treasury Secretary, the United States Secretary of the Treasury within a month, has breached her ethics. And even, look, even if you turn around and say, okay, look, Raheem, she hasn't breached it yet, but she's on the cusp of breaching it, or she's on the fence, or you know, it's on a knife edge, whatever. Should, they, should she even be in this position at this point in time? The answer, of course, is no. No. And what would Jen Psaki, what would the Treasury... Uh, Treasury Secretary, God. Thank goodness Jen Psaki is not the Treasury Secretary. The press secretary, Jen Psaki, what would Jen Psaki say if this was on the other side? You know, Jen Psaki's a CNN talking head. What would she say if she was on the other side of this? If this was a Trump-era Treasury secretary that had this stuff? Of course she would say, I had to recuse himself. It's terrible. Russia. (laughs) They have to fit Russia in there. The other thing I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is make sure that the great thing about doing this over podcast is I get to do as many shows a day as I want. So if something happens in the news, I can come down here and throw out another podcast. The other other thing I get to do is do as many a week as I want. And that's good too. Because sometimes news happens on a Saturday, sometimes news happens on a Sunday. And previously, we've had no way to get to you in broadcast form on those days. So this is why I'm really, uh, really excited about this. And then the other thing I want to leave you with, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it real, real quick today after going through that one story. I was going to go through the other, the other one that's really irked me, which is the 42 executive actions that Joe Biden has taken. We actually have that story up at thenationalpulse.com now. Yes, I went through all of them. And put a little description by all of them. And what I'll do is I think tomorrow's show will revolve around those 42 executive actions. Talk to you a little bit more about why we're going to this uh, podcast uh, method of distribution instead of the uh, Real America's Voice show as well on tomorrow's episode. But this is really a test. Get it going. Get the RS feed going. 
bring you a little bit of news, bring you something to share uh, with people, talk about Janet Yellen, the ethics agreement. I think a pretty important thing to uh, to open our show with. And hopefully when we look back on this in a couple of years and we're still going and growing, then we'll go, wow, that first show we did. Remember that first show we did was Janet Yellen, the ethics agreement. You know, hopefully it will stand the test of time. These 42, uh, the 42 executive actions is a big deal. Make sure you go over to the nationalpost.com and check it out. I want to make sure that everybody out there knows that the National Post does not run on big corporate money, big corporate deals, don't have big corporate backing, have even less actually now than, than last week, given that uh, Real America's Voice is a far bigger corporate than we are. But, um, and by the way, by the way, Frank Gaffney is awesome. He'll do great in that slot and uh, and the rest of the team are great. I'm not saying stop watching them at all. I'm just saying it stopped being a good fit for us. And of course, the war room continues on there every day, 10 a.m. to 12 noon and 5 p.m. I want to leave you with this. The National Pulse is run by you. It is funded by you. And there are two ways that you can help out, and it's cheap. I'm cheap. The nationalpulse.com forward slash support is the URL. You can join and join our private Discord chat channel for just $5 a month. It helps support real news and investigations. Everything we do here at the National Pulse is supported by you. For $10 a month, it gets you into our slightly bigger and better club. You get a bunch of different freebies there. You can check them out on the site. And of course, then there are discounts if you want to pay uh, annually. There's a discount to that. If you want to pay every three years, there's a discount to that. And our lifetime members, which is just $600, it's down from 1000 by the way. Uh, you, you get all of the benefits of, of, of all the other types of membership, and you get a private phone call and uh, direct line to yours truly. That would be me, Raheem Kassam, editor-in-chief of thenationalpulse.com. So please check that out, thenationalpulse.com forward slash support. Make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms. And the most important thing you can do after hearing this podcast for the first time today is... What is it? What is it? It's subscribe. It's subscribe and share this with other people. I thank you for your time. We'll bring you a slightly longer form show tomorrow. We're going to start bringing guests in as well. It's not just going to be me droning on for an hour every day. You'll get guests. You'll get Natalie Winters joining us here as well. And of course, real news and investigations. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>